0: Welcome to the Linder Farm Network Field Talk Podcast. I'm Dan Lemke. U.S. farmers are expected to plant about 90 million acres of soybeans in 2022. Global demand, world events, and supply chain issues could convince growers to shift away from corn and wheat to bump that acreage number even higher by the time planters roll this spring. Farmers contribute to the development of the nation's soybean industry through the soy checkoff. Half of those funds go to state organizations like the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, while the other half goes to the United Soybean Board, which works to increase the return on investment for all U.S. soybean farmers. The U.S.B. is governed by a board of 78 farmer leaders, including Martin County farmer Lawrence Sikulski, who joined us on this episode of Field Talk. First of all, Lawrence, uh, tell me a little bit about your farm uh, down there in Martin County.
1: My wife and I farm with my brother Harlan and and our five children uh, right on the Minnesota-Iowa border, uh, fifth-generation farm, uh, corn and soybeans.
0: Now, you've been involved in the soybean industry uh, for quite a while uh, in uh, various roles. Tell me a, a little bit about some of that involvement.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I'm into my United Soybean career, uh, four and a half years. You get elected for a uh, three-year terms, so I'm uh, midway through my second term. Uh, before I started uh, on the United Soybean Board, as a matter of fact, the last day on ASA for myself was my first day on USB. So yeah, I've been involved nationally for 13 and a half years. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, when we were on ASA, uh, very honoring to walk the halls of Congress and, and uh, talk to people. And, and now a uh, different role, no lobbying, uh, protect the farmer's checkoff and try to invest it as wise, wise as we can
0: and i don't know if folks quite understand just the uh, the amount of commitment that uh, the grower leaders do put into you know whether it is with asa or usb i mean there's a lot of uh personal commitment that goes into being involved in organizations like that
1: yeah certainly there is you know uh, especially the people that are officers but uh like i haven't been an officer on usb yet but i've chaired some committees uh there's something going on every month now you might only have to fly uh, to a meeting three or four times a year but uh, uh, as we get into this interview i kind of let folks know that uh, there's something that goes on every month and uh, as uh, being a participant of the united soybean board
0: tell me a little bit about what the role of the united soybean board is i'm sure folks uh, might have an idea but to expand on it a little if you would lawrence
1: okay sure so how the checkoff works is uh when farmers uh, take the beans to the elevators uh, half a one half percent of the total value of them soybeans uh i, I, I call it a tax but it's really checkoff, and uh so we can help ourselves well then that half a percent uh, gets divided nationally and to your state and so uh it has to go for promotion research and education and uh so we have our state board of about 15 people working on that and our national board is a few over 70 people uh split into six different committees uh trying to invest and promote uh soybeans
0: so what areas is, uh, is the united soybean board working in and what are some of those uh, um, categories
1: uh we just had a new strategic plan and we're just uh, rolling it out and and it, it well that sounds boring. It really isn't. I, we had a, well, Gene Stool from Minnesota was part of uh, uh, making the new strategic plan. Uh, the group that did this were very open-minded and, and wanted input from everybody. So, uh, it is, is, probably sometimes it's, it's a little bit boring, but first of all, our, our vision partner to deliver sustainable soy solutions to every life, every day. Our mission, create value for U.S. soybean farmers by investing in research, education, and promotion of U.S. soy. And the, our core values, the United Soybean Board works with honesty, and integrity to achieve maximum value for the U.S. soybean farmers' checkoff investments. So our priority areas are innovation and technology. Uh, the area I'm in is infrastructure and connectivity and then health and nutrition. And then what we do within three categories, uh, We have a supply action side and a demand action side. And so uh, when it gets down, you know, we got six committees with 10, 12 people on each committee.
0: What kind of opportunities does this all entail? I mean, obviously, looking at uh, uh, exports, uh, you know, with supply and demand, if your transportation is involved. uh, What are are some of the areas that uh, the organization is working in?
1: Again, I'm on the supply infrastructure connectivity. So uh, we're looking at... uh, Road and rail, river uh, partnerships, uh, supply chain innovation, uh, new market opportunities. Uh, you know, Minnesota was very involved, in, and uh, we started uh, this animal called biodiesel, and it has really, really uh, uh, sprung into uh, attention. As a matter of fact, it's the driver. Soybean oil now is the driver of the price of soybeans, where it used to be just a, a byproduct and almost a waste product. At one time, they threw it away. Well, now we made biodiesel out of it, and now they're making renewable diesel out of it, and we're getting into the carbon markets uh, out west in California, and so there's just a big, big, big demand uh, for soybean oil uh, for making biodiesel. Uh, Now, I I tell you how we try to do promotion and education with uh, uh, United Soybean and the Farmer's Dollar, so we uh, did a couple studies uh, through... national biodiesel board uh, and uh, the studies were to go in a large city and uh, get the buses to use b100 uh, maybe some of the furnace uh, oils uh, in the northeast there's a lot of people uh, that still burn heating oil and uh, these studies uh, were finding out that uh, as you use more biodiesel Uh, the health of the people are better. So you have less days of uh, work missed. You have less doctor's appointments. And so uh, these two studies have really uh, opened the eyes of some of these larger cities. So uh, we're seeing what happened in Minnesota. In in Minnesota, we have a a mandate, uh, 20% biodiesel. In the summer, 5% in the winter. Uh, Yeah, we're seeing some of these uh, New York, Connecticut, uh, New Hampshire uh, do the same thing on heating oil and uh, because uh, the health aspects of using more bio and of course it's made from soybean oil.
0: That is certainly something that has almost flipped the industry on its ear. and Is the the demand for the the soybean oil is that something that you think is only going to grow as you, we hear more and more about again the renewable diesel and the sustainable aviation fuel things like that? Is this uh, you know potentially just the tip of the iceberg in your estimation?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up the sustainable a- aviation fuel because that's going to be another big one. But right now, uh, at our last meeting, we're told that uh, there's 10 new crush plants uh, uh, being built in the United States. And I think uh, uh, when I was down at at the National Biodiesel Board meeting here a few weeks ago, one guy told me, he said, well, you said, they said 10, but he said, nobody knows about mine. I'm I'm building one in New Orleans. So there's probably 11 new plants being built to to crush more soybeans and make uh, biodiesel. So some people say that eventually uh, we probably won't be exporting as many whole beans to places like China, we'll be uh, shipping out uh, meal. Well, now, you know, that's another infrastructure hiccup. Are we prepared to be able to move all this uh, meal? And uh, it's not like moving whole soybeans. I think uh, people find out when you transport it and keep it, it, it's got a less Longer shelf life than whole soybeans. So we need to uh, look into that and uh, again bridge that question so we can get rid of the meal.
0: Now, obviously, transportation is is something that we're hearing a lot about, especially with some of the challenges with containers and things like that. And I understand that's uh, maybe less uh, directly in affecting whole soybean movement things like that but there also has been some you know, funding put towards infrastructure for things like locks and dams and uh, given the amount of soybeans and soy products that are exported how important is that investment to to keep our infrastructure uh, strong and, and efficient as possible?
1: obviously it's very very important and and we need it all you know uh, not not just the barges we need the trains and and we need the containers uh as we can see what's happening around the world uh, today uh you need multiple uh sources of shipping uh well you know we could talk about fuels we need multiple uh, types of fuels uh, because you never know when it's going to get shut off or or uh, something's going to break like a lock and dam or or who knows well we're talking about fertilizer shortage and, and uh, the Canadian uh, railroads are talking, uh, the workers are talking about going on strike. So, uh, you know, just uh, one thing after another. So that's why we need multiple uh, sources for, for shipping and, and everything, really.
0: Now, also, I know part of the uh, organization looks at the the new uses and there's been some innovative and exciting things such as the the Goodyear tires and and, uh, even shoes, things like that. Uh, How important is it to continue to find those industrial uses as well?
1: We're finding them. And, uh, you know, you you brought the shoes and the the tires up and and there's asphalt and there's paint thinners and there's ink and it goes on and on. Uh, About 10 years ago, Minnesota printed a T-shirt Often there was about a hundred uses for soybeans on that on that T-shirt, and uh, I'd hate to guess how many uses there are now. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 incredible. Uh, again, the one focus that we really need to be working on for for me again is if if we crush more soybeans and make more renewable uh, biodiesel and and biodiesel, we need to uh, get rid of the the meal. So I think. As far as I'm concerned, in my committee, that's really our focus. We we scored uh, several different projects, and then uh, when we were in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, here a week ago, we did a couple uh, exercises on where we thought our money should be headed uh, for our group. And uh, uh, the one exercise uh, we did, and then we did a, a, a the same exercise in a little different way, but so, actually, it was three times we did this, uh, scored it, and they all scored the same. We all had the same idea of of uh, we need to find a place for this meal. We have to find new uses to use the meal. Obviously, what would be the most beneficial if we raise more livestock, process more uh, animals and ship the meat overseas? But uh, of course, you know you need infrastructure, and you need infrastructure on the other end. They need to have freezers and that type of thing. Uh, when you unload a ship and things like that. So yeah, looking into all that stuff that, uh, you need the T's, uh, crossed and the I's dotted.
0: So it is an exciting time with all these opportunities, but, uh, you know, those opportunities aren't, uh, without challenges that need to be addressed. And that's part of what you uh, folks are trying to, uh, to do there with the United Soybean Board.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, uh, I've been told about three times now in the last three months and I had, I would have never thought it in my career, but, uh, Corn has always been king, and uh, they say in the next few years, corn may not be king. It could be soybeans.
0: If folks have questions and want to learn a little more about what's happening at the United Soybean Board, where should they go?
1: Yeah, just just Google United Soybean Board, and it'll take you to a nice website that uh, is updated weekly uh, with uh, new uses and new thoughts and ideas and and what what your checkoff is going into. And and I can tell you that... uh, your check off is is giving you very much more uh, back than what they're taking out of your check. So that should make everybody feel good.
0: Thanks for listening to this Field Talk podcast brought to you by the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture.